Has Dr. Adler ever been to the Hall of Mirrors in Drift Park? I imagine she's been there once or twice. It's a pretty disorienting place, even in an Earth version, but in the alien version is even more psychedelic, I imagine, because there's a lot of different eyes out there in space and a lot of different ways of viewing things. So they really have to go all out for the illusion. It's a, a, a quite psychedelic experience at the best of times and even worse, filled with armed guards and the s- screams of pain that Dr. Adler hears as she approaches it. She's going to steal herself and head in. Uh, outside, there are two armed guards. Uh, they wave you through. Uh, you can see standing next to the Hall of Mirrors is the Red Wolf, Cassius's mech. You know he's inside waiting for you. He just got back from the expedition. The expedition that was undertaken thanks to your in- intel when you gave the shock to you over for examination. So Cassius has returned after successfully hunting down and capturing some Rygar for interrogation. And that's where Dr. Adler enters the scene. Um, the Hall of Mirrors has been converted into a makeshift uh, interrogation chamber, and you can hear the screams even from outside. Oh, dear. Yeah, I gotta head inside then. The first kind of um, quarantine zone. So they've set up like curtains in certain areas to keep these people apart from each other. But the first one you get to, uh, someone waves you over and just tells you, Save him if you can. If you can't, try to get something out of him before he leaves. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go start try to see this, Rygar. You enter the first kind of operating area where a, an interrogated Rygar is. Uh, his arm is missing, where apparently Cassius teleported in and severed it by telefragging his arm off. You did not tell him a safer way to do this, so he was um, inelegant in his approach. And this Rygar, Rygar, if you'll recall, are humanoid. Their main features are that they're uh, androgynous and they sparkle. <laughs> they're kind of um, famous as artists. I'm convinced that they're based on David Bowie, who is an androgynous, sparkly person known for their art, but I have no proof of this. But that's the, the person here who's bleeding out after having been essentially mangled by Cassius. Uh, so the first thing I want to do is, I guess, do like a heel check on them. Uh, like to to do what I can to kind of alleviate the kind of condition that they're in. Medicine. I rolled a 27. Yep, you can do whatever you want here. This person is missing an arm. They're dying. What do you do? Uh, so I want to try to get them to a point where like the wound is cauterized and they are stable. And then to, if I can, use uh, healing spells to to like make them healthy again. Yeah, with the 27, you're Doctor Strange, you're Doctor House, you're the... <sighs> Fuck yeah! You're the best there is. So you save this person's life and ease their pain incredibly. Uh, are they conscious during this? With a 27, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor. Thank you. You saved me. I'm going to uh, ask uh, this Rygar's name. <clears throat> Wolfgang. I'm very sorry that you're in this situation, Wolfgang. Please, he's killing us. My, you have the others. You have to, you have to help them. Is he like bound in any way, or just like? Yeah, he's like tied to a table. Uh, I'm gonna re- like try to remove the bonds. All right. Yeah, they're just like leather straps. You can unstrap them if you want. Yeah, I'm going to. A sleight of hand check. 
Oh, dear. Um, well, that's not good. Mm-mm. I rolled a 13. Uh, I'm going to roll perception for the guards. 19. Uh, they see you and they rush over and they restrain you. And uh, strap- I'm going to say mm-hmm. that I'm a doctor, damn it. And the situation that this person's in right now, there is no way they'll survive if they keep these restraints on. This person's barely conscious. They just lost a limb. I assure you that this is necessary. Deception. What about persuasion? Deception. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Seven. No. They, they dr- what if I shout I'm a doctor louder? <laughs> they drag you out of that room. I guess I'm going to go see Cassius then. Uh, yeah, in fact, you're escorted at gunpoint deeper into the Hall of Mirrors. You see your image refracted, reflected, exploded all over the walls. It's like a descent into hell as you go deeper into this place. The screams of the Rygar being interrogated echoing, echoing, echoing from every direction in here. It's a massive complex. Uh, aliens love their mirrors. Um, and you are eventually taken to the interrogation room where there is a, a Rygar uh chained to the ceiling and Cassius is pacing around them asking questions where are the Maxwells the two guards bring you in and close the door they're in here with you why must you always bring death and horror with you wherever you go Cassius stops pacing around the Rygar turns and looks at you and says doctor War is death. No. War is God, and it demands death. I think you know damn well this isn't war. Not what you're doing right now. Everything is war, Dr. Adler. Everything. What do you possibly hope to gain from this? The locations of the living Maxwells. And then what? There are two kinds of freedom. Freedom from and freedom to. Freedom from is easy. Freedom from censorship. Freedom from oppression. Everyone loves freedom from. But freedom to is harder. Freedom to steal, freedom to kill, freedom to be cruel. Only those who have known our burden have lived that freedom, and I will bring it to everyone. It's astonishing that you can take something as hopeful as peace between civilizations and make it so hideous and ugly with everything you do. From your perspective, I was dead for 30 seconds. To me, it was an eternity. Do you know where soldiers go when they die, Doctor? In many beliefs, they go where they deserve. All soldiers deserve the same fate. Acteron, the infernal battlefield 
a plane of endless war. Carnage in every direction for all time. To you it was 30 seconds, but I have seen war. I have seen its face, and the only escape is limitless freedom. The freedom to be cruel. And to obtain one of these Maxwells and use it, how is that freedom to you? The Maxwells are all-powerful. They bend physics, the very building blocks of the universe, to their whim. Whoever controls them controls war. I will win all war on this plane and the next. Do you remember the day when we first met? It never leaves my thoughts. Olivia's going to pull out her gun and shoot Cassis in the head. Last time on Dice Funk. Mothman lives on the sun. Do I remember this right? Or is he trapped and held prisoner on the sun? What do you have? Uh, one of the Cronin guns that he's been carrying around since the uh, uh, big shell. I love it. Oh, that's like a little salamander thing. That's like a little axolotl dragon. Leomira, you know this person. Akira, is that you? Kajita is the most powerful being in Markov, and yet he lets these colonizers run roughshod over our planets. Illithids, soul, anyone who can hold a gun can take what they want from our lands. Okay, well, I don't know about take over, but I mean... I know a way for you to kill the moon dragon. Okay, so we're here. Has there really never been anyone from outside of Markov that you would miss. I would have no problem sparing the Gif, or the Thrykreen, who have no home to return to, or the Rygar, only the exploiters. You know, speaking of illicit and eating brains, have I told you about this cool project that I was a part of, am part of? It's hit a hiccup, but we're working on it. (laughs) Akira says, oh, I thought Kajita had destroyed all of that. I believe it is extremely important to know why the dragon eliminated the potential chance to save all of the Illithids. The Maxwells are a danger to all sentient life. I do not regret destroying that planet. A good friend of mine has been working on research that could potentially save an entire civilization using the Maxwells. Where? Drift Park. Uh, the Sun Dragon is going to destroy Drift Park with his atomic breath, killing Olivia. Uh, get in the mechs and fly after it to convince it back. Kajita opens his jaws and begins charging a radioactive atomic blast. Roll initiative. (laughs) 
I got to tell somebody about okay, this. Okay, tell us, Conrad. Okay, there is a a local radio station that is its morning show is having a contest where you win a baby. A baby? A, a baby? A real live baby? <laughs> a baby. That's not legal. You win a baby. Now, that's how they're presenting it. In reality, what you're receiving is fertilization services from a clinic. Oh, so you're not getting just like a whole ass black market baby. If I win that contest, I'm just going down to the radio station. I'm like, right, presenter, where's your baby? (laughs) I want a fully baked baby, like already done baby. Yeah, I don't want to have to cook the baby myself. (laughs) (laughs) Some assembly required. (laughs) Just that come? I don't (laughs) know. I don't know how it works. Lost it. What? Stop it. It's my podcast. I can talk about cum if I want to. All right, let's do it then. You want to do this? He doesn't want to do this. Speaking of cum, I was watching Justice League earlier and man, Jason Jason Momoa could just destroy me. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, like. Recently, I've been thinking, like, him and the person who plays Captain Marvel, I'm like, both of you can just, like, crush me. It's cool. I don't mind. What <laughs> Aubrey Larson? Turn me entirely inside out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeet me into the sun, please. Did you guys know there's new Coke? What? It's orange vanilla. The fuck did you say? <laughs> did new Coke. <laughs> What did you say? There's new Coke. Coca-Cola, not the drug. God, they do so much damage. Sorry, I'm looking at my stats here. Oh, no! (laughs) So I shouldn't punch this dragon in the face, huh? Let's just get started. Where we last left this adventure. If you look at the roll 20, you'll see a large friend. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a big boy. That's, That's the biggest boy. My lad. So after familiarizing yourselves with the players of dragon politics, the party confronted Kajita, the sun dragon, to ask him why he covered up the destruction of Rygaria. And that conversation was going someplace when it, when Dreg said a thing. We, we didn't get any answers as to what the problem with, with, with uh, that, that species was. What we did do is tell him where to go kill our friend who who is somewhat connected to bringing them back. So, we in a fight with a dragon? <laughs> yeah, after it was explained that Kajita was willing to destroy a planet to erase evidence of the Maxwells, uh, Dreg revealed to Kajita that your friend Olivia is researching Maxwells. So, his response is to go destroy that evidence, as is... I don't think that's an entirely fair characterization. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Did. I think so. I think between Conrad and Chris, they did give the information, oh yeah, we've got a friend who is trying to bring the Maxwells back. Oh yeah, here's where you find them. <laughs> you two did do that. You, you two did do that. I mean, that. again, I don't think that's an entirely fair <laughs> characterization of what happened either. But... Uh-huh. I mean, the way I remember it is we said we had a friend who was doing research into Maxwell's. And he said, where? Right, but that doesn't, that's still vague. Research into Maxwell's is... That could, that could bring back an entire species. <laughs> We've researched, you know, ancient Egyptians. We're not trying to bring them back. <laughs> I'm still your friend, Conrad. I'm not against you. <laughs> laughing because this is fun thank you however we got there we do now have a dragon that <laughs> wants to go kill olivia and slash us we we don't want that to happen i don't think no we don't want we want to stop that everyone 
Yeah, I agree. So Kajita flies off to go kill Dr. Adler. The party and their mechs fly after him, yelling at, at him to come back and trying to downplay the information that they just gave him. Uh, at which point he turns back, opens his jaws, and begins charging an atomic blast. Um, the The energy that gathers inside his mouth is white hot. Not like the reds and yellows of the sun and his scales, but just pure nuclear fission. And when he blasts this beam back at you, he sweeps it across the mountain that he was coiled around, uh, scouring it like using a pressure cleaner on an anthill, just wiping the planet clean in a way that gives you a hint at how he destroyed an entire planet to cover up any evidence of the Maxwells. That is what Kajita wants to do and why he's willing to kill your friend. And that's where we were. Roll initiative. Uh, so I will just confirm there. He didn't fire it directly at us. Not yet. No, he fires it down in front of you. Okay. Obliterates half a mountain and then smoke curling between his fangs. He growls at you. Do not try to follow me. You do not know what forces you are meddling with. Well, tell us what forces we're meddling with. Explain to us what's going on so that we have an understanding of what what's going on here. Like, maybe you can tell us some words rather than blasting us out the sky. Kajita says, The Maxwells are a threat to all life in the galaxy. Can you explain to us how? Because if you can tell us how they're a threat, maybe we maybe we understand and go, yes, you're right, and we go talk to our friend without having to scorch any earth. It is dangerous for anyone to even know of their origins and methods. Oh, we're really dumb. We'll forget. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure she doesn't know. <laughs> I've said too much already. No, wait, tell us more. <laughs> Out of respect, the first blast was a warning. There will not be a second warning. Oh, big dragon, I have something to say to you. I can assure you that this friend of mine has only the best interests of the galaxy in her mind right now. She's doing this to potentially help the Illithids no longer be driven by conquest and a need to consume to survive. But I can assure you of this. If she were to know that the conditions of that help would bring more damage to the galaxy, then she would not be a part of it. She only wants to help. Oh, yeah. Below you, you see where there, used I hate to, your face. where there used to be half a mountain range is now split down the middle, and there's a black gash in the earth and smoke rising up from it, and you can you know, hear running animals. Uh, across the landscape as this planet has now been scarred. And Kajita says, I was willing to reduce a world to ash to remove even the remote possibility that the origin of the Maxwells could be discovered. Your words are dust in the wind. This is what it means to bear the burden of defending all life in this perfect world. 
Okay, Sasha's gonna use the Objectivist phone, aka Objectivist, <laughs> to message everybody in the party and say, if you guys can hold him off for a little bit, I have a plan. My plan was going to be to go and run and get reinforcements, but do you, you reckon you've got a plan if we stay here? I promise I have a plan. Okay, just tell me what you need from us. I just need y'all to fight him for just a little bit. <laughs> just a really small, just, I don't know, like three turns or something. Okay, are we- What's a are turn? We... Nobody knows. Hmm, okay. Just like five seconds. Yeah. Which is plenty of time for him to kill us all. I have a plan, just trust me. It's not that I don't trust you. <laughs> okay, as the captain, uh, Melbet's going to look at Sasha and just nod and go, Right, team? We're following Sasha's lead on this one. Yes. I guess we're fighting a dragon. Woo. Uh, Sasha won the initiative. All right, I'm going to cast Bestow Curse on Kajita, and that's a wisdom saving throw. If it goes through, if I win, uh, he has disadvantage on attack rolls. 24. Yeah, no, he definitely uh, definitely beat me. So uh, Sasha tries to curse the sun dragon, uh, and it does not affect him. So I guess the first shot is fired, and the sun dragon uh, turns fully back around, and there's going to be a mech fight in the air above this smoldering mountain. Um, so normally in D&D combat, like every square represents like five feet or something, but we're, we're in our heads understanding that this is like a choreographed dog fight through the air, right? It's like a much more complex than that because you are all moving very fast. Yeah. Uh, so it is actually Dreg's turn. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Dreg, just kill the dragon. <laughs> right. Yeah. Dreg's just looking at this like- Please, just... come on. I t- I'm telling you guys, I have a plan. I... I know it's scary, but it'll all be worth it. Like no, I one hundred percent believe in your plan. It's less a, it's more about <laughs> believing in our ability to survive <laughs> long enough to see the results. I, I of guess your plan. the question for Lauren is, what do you want us to be doing to the like? What is your end game that allows you to do what you've got planned? Like, is it just all right? So, I need each of you to use up. See, I don't know how to. It's like uh because I, I Lauren know how Austin's bosses work. It's not Austin's bosses. In 5th edition, bosses have something called Legendary Resistance, which means three times you when you do something, I can just say, that does not work. Because there are many spells in D&D which instantly win fights, and therefore combat would literally fall apart if bosses couldn't negate certain stuff. So bosses have like a supernatural willpower to shrug things off, but you can use that up over a fight. Yeah, so Sasha needs... Each of you, me, Sasha, I need each of you to you to try and cast spells or something of that nature on Kajita and use up those resistances so that I can do something really cool. I've got command. I've got compelled duel, heroism, detect magic. Compelled duels, pretty good because you can be immune to the damage that you take in response, and you could prevent him from like flying off and not engaging. Drag. Use your paladin powers to compel him to duel. 13. Does that beat Dreg's spell save DC? Uh, no, actually. It does not. All right, Dreg, what do you say? 
Uh, he's going to, Drake's going to fly <laughs> right between his eyes. And just post up, like, come at me, bro. T-pose! Yep. All right, so you try to magically compel him to stay and fight you instead of running off to kill Olivia. And because he does not want to be magically compelled, he's going to use one of his legendary resistances. He has two left to break that magic. And then he's going to use a legendary action, a thing he can do at the end of his turn, to swat you away from his face. Oh, God. Uh, crit. Okay. Hmm. That's not good, buddy. No. Nope, that ain't great. Uh, well, it's doubled. Sorry about the drag. 46 damage. So, before that happens... Uh-huh. How does Drake's conduit work exactly? He can designate someone and then they can't KO him. You might want to do that. <laughs> Kajita bats Drake's mech down, just like someone uh, returning a volleyball smashes him down. And it is now actually Kajita's turn. And Kajita opens his jaws and begins charging another blast. Uh, first, he, he roars, I warned you. Fuck. As Dreg is plummeting down out of the sky, he focuses his attention on you and is attempting to incinerate you as you plummet to the earth when another blast intercepts his, redirecting it. And you see it is a stream of magical metallic shrapnel being blasted by a graphene dragon who swoops in. Oh, oh I love her. I see you all decided to fight this one out. You didn't invite me. It was a surprise, but we really appreciate you very much. No no chance any of my other friends are coming to join us. Something pinches your mech's butt. <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, behind you, there's Akira, the pink dragon, who then opens... Uh, it, we talked about this um, a little bit last episode, but I just want to clarify for the audience. When in dragon form, Akira identifies with uh, as a male, uses male pronouns, and when in humanoid form, female pronouns. Um, gender fluid, I believe, is the closest term we have. It doesn't mm. shapeshifters don't exist in real life, so we don't have a great vocabulary to describe them. Yeah. Um, so he opens his mouth and emits a pink beam <gasps> of magical energy down at Dreg's falling mech, which is repaired for. 17. All right. Thank you. Akira's breath is pink healing magic, and Sigrid's is uh, graphene shrapnel. Dope. These are both very beneficial things to have to keep us alive for a couple of turns. Yes. Yeah. All right. It is now Captain Melbeck's turn. Captain Melbeck, your two dragon allies have shown up, but that's it. The whole rest of the brood stayed behind. Yeah, that's fair. Um... I'm going to try for ensnaring strike, because if I can pull it off, I'm unlikely to, because large and larger creatures get advantage on the saving throw and stuff, but if I can pull it off somehow miraculously, um, I can restrain them with magical vines until the spell ends. So, uh, so 16 to hit. Does 16 hit? 16 does not hit. In fact, I think you probably use your shotgun like point blank against his side and you see that it does not even scuff his scales and even if it had hit the vines wouldn't have done the thing so yeah okay yeah the ensnaring strike is actually still active it's the first hit after you use ensnaring strike the spell so you're still ah, good. okay okay uh you actually have two attacks oh in that case let's do the uh the other attack yes it's been a while since i've done combat uh, 11. That's not great. Screw it. I'm going to do a re-roll in order to Hell yeah. try and get a hit in on this yeah. thing. 
Get some. Twelve. That's not great. <laughs> no, you get the Superman shot where the the bullet hits the eyeball and bounces off. Yeah, I feel like this campaign, st- this uh, this arc's still got a way to go. I probably shouldn't burn another one right now, should I? No. Legendary action at the end of your turn. Kajita swats you away. Okay. Thirteen. Oh yeah, that I I'm fu- Yeah, that's below my AC. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. So what you just dodge in between the claws. Yeah, I just pirouette between the claws, gracefully spinning around the battlefield. All right, Big Star. So Big Star doesn't have any abilities that are going to force saving throws or put status conditions on. So his one hope is to hope that he, quote, spectacularly succeeds on something. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just going to fire a giant laser blast at the dragon. (laughs) Uh, and I rolled an 11, so I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a miss. That's true. It misses. In fact, he opens his jaws and just absorbs your blast into his next fireball. You're welcome. <laughs> See, we can be friends after all. Uh, there is one thing I would like to do. I would like to roll an insight mm-hmm. on uh, Kajita. I, I want to see, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer already, but I want to see if there seems to be any sense that like a rational conversation can be held, or if this is just a being that has no interest in talking to us. Uh, and I rolled a six, so I, I probably can't tell. Yeah, he said that you would get one warning shot, he gave that to you, and then Sasha tried to curse him. So, no, he's willing to destroy a planet okay. to keep people from digging into the Maxwells. You guys are four people he barely knows, and Olivia, who he doesn't know at all. Well, so I just wanted to see. I think we could have still been friends. Uh, but now I guess I'm going to have to really let loose. All right, Sasha, it's your turn. Uh, which is to say, I hope I roll higher than a four. I'm going to <laughs> cast Zone of Truth on Kajita. That is a charisma saving throw. Because <laughs> I'm going to try and make him tell me the truth about the Maxwells. Oh, shit. Fuck, cock. <laughs> is he charismatic? Yeah, he is. Not Damn it, charismatic. I knew he was. He's not as charismatic as he is other things. Come on, battle roll. 19. Damn, that's a good roll. Now it's That's a, a really good roll. I think he should have disadvantage because he's a space dragon. Well, that is flawless logic. And I, I don't feel that there's further <laughs> reasoning needed. <laughs> I should have advantage because I don't know. Drag, it's your turn. Capel him to duel again. You're the only, you're the only one that's succeeding. Yeah, it worked last time. Do it. Make a wisdom saving throw, biatch. 24. Yeah, that's a, that's a good save. Again, yeah. disadvantage because he's a space dragon. All right. <laughs> you guys are you guys are fools. Um, Kajita opens up his mouth and does another atomic blast, but this time on the two dragon friends. No! Um, none of you have been hit by an atomic blast. You guys haven't seen how much damage it does. Uh. I presume none. I'm guessing a lot. We saw it hit the ground. It did a lot. But they're dragons. <laughs> the mountain fun. took a bunch of damage. Austin, I'm sorry, but I am Shikigami from Persona 5, and I am immune to nuclear damage. Anybody want to tell the audience? Mm. That's a lot of dice. Uh, I mean, 12d12? 93 damage? Sigrid and Akira are blasted out of the air and go smoking, spinning to the ground, and s- crash and slide across it, kicking up debris in their wake as they are badly damaged. Are they conscious still? Yes, they are conscious. They are big, big dragons. They're adult dragons, so they're pretty hardy. Like, they got punched real hard. Yeah. Okay, okay. They took a big punch. This isn't there on, like, 2 HP left or anything. 
You, uh, Akira is going to use his turn to start healing both of them, and Sigurd's going to take a, another shot at Kajita. Let's see here. Uh, 16, that misses. So Sigurd does have another breath weapon at Kajita, and he dodges it effortlessly. Captain Melbeck, it's your turn. Uh, let's take another couple of shotgun shots to see if I can pull off that ensnaring strike. Uh, Sasha would like to give Melbeck inspiration. Ooh, thank you. I'm going to I'm going to ruffle some trees and go coo. <laughs> so uh, one attack is a twenty four. Does that hit? Sure does. And the other is a twenty seven. It's a crit. Holy shit! Nice. Uh, so uh, roll all that damage. <laughs> yeah, let's roll all that damage. Okay, so the first attack does four damage. That's not great. The second one does. 16 damage. Yeah, so, I mean, you t- you were dodging between his claws, you're flying, you're shooting your shotgun into him repeatedly, and even with your crit, you see that you're not even scratching the paint on his lustrous coat, and then he rolls... But I did hit it, though, which means, in snaring strike, we got to do a saving throw. Uh, before that, I'm going to roll my inspiration die, so take two off of whatever he rolls. 13. Uh, 13. That, that matches... I believe. Does it really? Is that all your spell spell save DC is? Yeah. I'm a ranger. I don't have a great spell save DC. Yeah, you probably should have put some stuff into that. Yeah, I'm realizing that now, but that's where I'm at at this second. You can't, like, Um, Sasha, can you double impose that that, that negative modifier? All right. uh, Take seven off of that. All right, so Sasha, describe how you are so cutting to Kajita that he gets tangled up in this uh, net. Hey, man. I thought you were cool, but you're just a big old space racist like everybody else. Saving the galaxy is very cool. Yeah, and we're going to do it the right way by not being space racist. (laughs) You butt? What are you even talking about? (laughs) I don't know. I'm distracting you. Suck my dick. Um, While he's distracted, Vine's attempt to wrap around him to uh, contain him. Yeah, you, like, tie one of his arms to his body. Yeah, so he, it's attempting to restrain him with the vines. Yeah, so he is going to break out of that. He does not like having his... Uh, actually, I like the idea that it gets tangled up in his antlers and his claws. So, like, he has his, like, <laughs> hands stuck to the side of his head. And he's like, this will not do. <laughs> and so he just that, snaps that. Is that now two of these that we've got him to use? Correct. <gasps> okay. So close. We get in there. Hello, Captain. It's Hathor Grunderson here. I'm coming over in the Snallygaster. Uh, is it all right if I just dump all of Dreg's mines out all over the back of this guy's noggin? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. I guess. Yes, it is. Do those mines inflict a status effect? <laughs> no, I just think it'd be real funny, Captain. <laughs> oh, I think it'd be funny too. Um, can you just like write Kajita sucks on what the side of one of them as you're flying past? That does sound real funny. Yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> uh, let's see here. What's a funny amount of damage? 69. Yeah. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. It's actually my mom's 69th birthday today. Oh, happy birthday. Oh, nice. Yeah, my mom nice. turned 69. Oh, that's great. I don't know how my dad feels about <laughs> it. <laughs> I did 69 D4. <laughs> 
So I, I rolled I, the first. I rolled 190 damage as uh, Hathor Grunderson dumps all of Dreg's mines all over the Sun Dragon as the Snallygaster flies over, and you see 190 damage does not bother Kajita. That's fine. I I will say one thing. Uh, I listened back to a previous episode, and in the previously on thing, Austin put in some clips about how Babish can, like, anything's a recipe, and bombs are a recipe, so, like, we can make more bombs, it's cool. Oh, yeah, no, that's yep. fine. And it is now Music. Big Star's turn. So, a bunch of mines just exploded. Uh, would you presume that would create some kind of uh, smoke or debris that would perhaps uh, cloud Kajita's vision? Tell me what you want to do. Uh, well... I'm trying to maximize my opportunities to to roll a crit. So if I'm attacking and the enemy can't see me, I would have advantage. Okay, yeah, sure. Okay, so we're going to roll. Big Star, attack him while he's blind. Well, I rolled a 15. Didn't really work. <laughs> Through the smoke, Big Star starts peppering Kajita with lasers, and it does not damage him at all. And he's going to swing his mighty tail at you. Uh, 18, Big Star. That's a miss. Really? Damn. No, it's not. It's a super big hit. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> but I was like, for a moment, I wanted to believe. Uh, 17 damage as he swats you away with his ta- tail. Uh, that only makes me stronger. Okay. <laughs> That's canon. Uh, it's Sasha's turn again. All right. So I'm going to cast Zone of Truth on him again to ask about the Maxwells. And then I'm going to use my last inspiration die to take away from him. When he rolls his wisdom saving throw. Charisma saving throw. 15. Yeah, I'm 15. Okay, I'm going to use my cutting words to say, your face is stupid. <laughs> yeah, you tell <laughs> him, take Sasha. one off of his, which is fine, because that is still low enough for me to use my zone of truth. Tell us the truth, you ugly bastard. Tell us about the Maxwells. Uh, he's got to use his legendary resistance to negate that, so he doesn't have to tell you the secret of the Maxwells. And he's going to say... Do you really want these to be your final words, Sasha? Sasha's gonna say, I'm gonna use the conduit of conspiracy! Uh, Do it! Oh, I'm so excited. So, the baby Bjorn on my mech has been outfitted to turn into a cool-looking gun. On the side of that gun, it says, the sun gun. How is sun spelled? (laughs) (laughs) S-O-N. I am going to shoot Objectivus into Kajita's brain (laughs) with like a dart thingy that's like a little like space pod capsule that will like pierce through his armor and put him right in there. Safely deliver the baby right into the brain. That is me. I am the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, boy. Let's do it. Pew, pew. This is the greatest thing ever. I I'm so glad that you are second in command, Sasha. I'm so glad. Did I successfully sun gun, so now I have a sun sun? <laughs> you just wanted to say sun sun. <laughs> I wanna say sun sun! You wanna get a sun sun with your sun gun? I wanna get a sun sun with my sun gun! I I, I don't know how this is gonna play out, but my question is just is an Illithid now the most powerful creature in the galaxy? <laughs> He rolled a nine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. What's your spell save DC, Sasha? (laughs) Oh, it's 15. Is nine good enough? No, I don't think so. 
Uh, the, the scientists at NASA over the last couple of seasons of Dice Punk have been running the math, and no, it's not no, enough. No, nine does not beat 15. He's going to use his legendary resistance. Nope. Use them all up. Nope. To get shot in the brain. <laughs> <laughs> Wee! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I told you I'd get you a body! <laughs> it's so big! <laughs> uh, Kajita falls out of the sky as objectivist... Well, Sasha... Uh-huh. I'm going to mute my microphone. I want you to talk for like a minute or two and just kind of really walk us through what happens here. So I'm pretty sure he just like eats it and takes it over, right? Yeah, but walk me through the sun gun and the capsule and the penetration. It's a good reason to use the word penetration I'm giving okay, you. Okay, so I have the baby Bjorn because that's where I keep objectivists. And it kind of mighty, mighty more from Power Rangers because I asked Gabriel to set it up for me. Because it was a secret gun. Because yeah, a secret gun, like a cute little water pistol or something. And it says the sun gun in Comic Sans. Because of course it does. Um, and it's like a little, you know those little like tubes you can sleep in in Japan? Like the little tube hotels? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like that. He's got like a little TV, like a little bed. It's filled um, with goo. Yeah, it's filled with goo. So that on his way to the brain, it's a nice fun time. And then once he's in there, it like opens up and he can go nom nom nom. Uh, so Kajita falls out of the sky, all 500 million pounds of him, and hits the top of the mountain and rolls down, taking several square miles of forest land with him, and his body comes to a rest at the foot of the mountain. Uh, I'm going to fly down there and uh, go see what's up. Yum, 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 yum. It's going to be a while. It's real big in here. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> Okay. I guess I'll just uh, stand stand guard. Everybody up here is just like looking at each other like, uh. <laughs> the Snallygaster flies down and like lands in a clearing next to the body and uh, Sigrid and Akira fly over and transform into their humanoid forms to gaze up at the dying Kajita. Um, so I have a quick question about how illithids work and i think i remember this from a previous season of dice funk um if an illithid eats the brain of a creature they they do keep the memories of the of the creature that's brain they eat don't they oh yeah they do okay so that means new objectivist sun sun dragon will know what's up with the maxwells and how to get to the sun may i just say Sun Dragon. S O N Dragon. <laughs> the Sun Sun, yeah. The Sun Sun. I'm so happy right now, my little heart. Oh my goodness, this is. I told you I had a plan! Oh no, we never doubted you for a second. <laughs> no, not for a second. It, it wasn't so much doubt as not knowing how the DD rules work. Yeah, fair. Um, so everyone gets out of their mech and kind of crowds around the Kajita's body, which is like twitching in his crater here. Uh, subjective awkward <laughs> uh, uh, the crew of the snallygaster like runs down the ramp uh, subjectivist is there anything I need to do to like help him uh, subjectivist just full on runs into you in a like a, a glomp basically he hugs me uh huh my little teenager 
grumpy boy hugs me? No. What a magnificent body for my little brother. <laughs> I told you I'd get him the best. You're my boys. <laughs> the best? This is this is magnificent. Look at it. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to work, but uh Should is there anything I need to help him? Is this a is, he got it? Oh, no. This is going to be quite an involved process. Uh Ceramorphosis can take up to uh let me change it into your time units here hold on i guess like seven days for a humanoid this is a sun dragon this could take weeks uh-oh um so captain here couple of pressing logistical questions <laughs> we've got um so a can objectivists find out for us how we get to the sun before this is complete because waiting a week to save olivia is not ideal uh B, this is a week in which presumably this dragon body is going to be very susceptible and this whole planet's having a bit of a power struggle. If word gets out to the other side of the power struggle that, hey, one half of the the, the, the one you want defeated is just like immobile right now, that's not great for us. I feel like these are questions we need to address now and maybe celebrate a little later. I hate to be the buzzkill, but I'm a... I'm 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 just thinking out loud here. It is a big party. <laughs> Thanks, Drag, for your contribution. <laughs> oh, what about if our dragon friends protect the body? Akira will speak up now in uh, the hippo, sexy pink hippo form. I need a more appropriate voice for humanoid Akira. It's just like feels like the voice should be kind of soft. It like can't be like a harsh harsh voice because there's no harsh angles on an axolotl they're all squish you could be do natalie portman and you just uh have your mouth really wide when you talk <laughs> i didn't know we were gonna slam natalie portman today <laughs> boom roasted i think it's funny because when i when i introduced akra i didn't know he was gonna be uh you know captain's <laughs> uh, lover so I, I did uh red foreman voice who <laughs> was like very aggressive and so i like to think he has like mm. Almost like a different persona, right? Like when he's he's like a player as a dragon, and is yeah, like softer as a hippo person. Like, yeah, I like this. If Volhard finds out, uh, we're gonna have ourselves, if not a battle, a chase as he rushes off to expel the Soul Military and attack Illithids. So time is of the essence. Is there any way to speed up Ceramorphosis, uh, uh subjectivist, my boy? In the colony, uh, when a tadpole undergoes ceramorphosis, the psychic labor is divided throughout the hive mind. We're all one. And the rush of new memories is a, a psychological burden that we all share together. What if everybody holds hands and we all connect? <laughs> <gasps> Can we all hold hands and help, uh, help our son numb the brain? As a eulithorid, uh, basically a elder brain to be i could create a hive mind with all of us together cyclically linked to help ease objectivist's burden <gasps> but and none of you have ever been part of a hive mind one assumes it's a very speak for, your, speak for yourself i dated a hive mind once um there was a lot of confusion over whose turn it was to do the dishes. <laughs> Big Star was in the military. I've been on online forums. It's like the same thing. It's a very intimate kind of connection. It's We talk about hive minds as being one organism. I, 
it's not the th- kind of thing to do lightly. It's the kind of thing that we all need to consent to. You can't un become one with someone. Hot. If there's any if there's any group of people I trust to root around in my mind safely, it's this group here. I'm in. Sam. <laughs> Uh, Big Star is going to seem pretty hesitant. Dreg's also this. a little bit hesitant on that. Yeah. <laughs> Big Star is going to say, the meaning behind this is something I can support. But I have been a soldier for a very long time. And there are things that I have seen and done that I wouldn't want to wish to force upon everyone else. Some parts of us Maybe should stay private. Hmm. Has Dreg has Dreg chimed in on thoughts here? Uh, he's basically he nodded vehemently and pointed in the direction of Big Star while he was mm. saying his thing. So, Austin, if we were to do this without Big Star around Dreg, would that be viable, or is this a we all need to be in, or this isn't gonna do what we need sort of deal? Subjectivist says, I understand why you would not want to link minds with other people. It's an incredibly vulnerable state to be in. But becoming one mind is not simply seeing each other's thoughts. It will be dangerous. And for every person we have, we stand a better chance. Please, Dreg. No, no, no. Dreg's... It's up to it drags in if that's what needs to be done. Sasha's gonna glomp drag. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's yeah, it's just Big Star who's holding out yeah. still. The, the the captain's gonna turn to Big Star and simply say I understand you have baggage. You have things that you're maybe worried about us seeing, whether for our benefit or for yours, but to put it simply, this seems like our best chance to to be able to get Olivia back safely. I'm not going to force you to do this. But I simply say, think about whether you are willing to do this to help save Olivia. Big Star is going to look over to Subjectivist. He's going to say, Is there any other option available? Yes, if... If we venture into the far realm, the land of the Illithids, and we take him back to our colony, and we dip him in the brine pool, and everyone helps out, then they can share the psychic burden. Yeah, that's... (laughs) This feels like a really good chance to bond as a team, though, and bond the crew. Also, we don't need to go to the Illithid lands and dip in the brine pool. That was meant to be as a discouragement enough. Yeah, yeah, the the, the whole... mm, Take this illithid back to exactly where they might might not let. They might not be keen on us just walking out with their new big powerful illithid. Yep, I mean those are the two kind of quests. Do you guys want to go through illithid territory, or do you want to go into your trauma mind palace? Let's go into the mind palace. Uh, big star is going to say. He's gonna like slowly take off his glasses, which he was wearing the whole time. <laughs> He has. He he has been wearing sunglasses. Uh, And he's going to say, We can do it, but I want to apologize in advance for what I did. 
It was war then, and it made sense. <laughs> Cut to 20 hours of him just furiously jacking it. <laughs> as, as has come up more than once on this crew, we have learned that jumping to being critical of actions done because you were forced to in war, not a good thing for team cohesion. We're all going in with an open mind, criticism free. Ragnar says, if the captain is in, then I am in too. Wait, uh, whoa, whoa, he's in? He's a cop. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Nark, Nark! Uh, Courage says, anything for Olivia? Babish says, uh, you guys are going to get uh, quite a kick out of all the fucked up shit I did in college. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm right there with you, Babish. <laughs> uh half thor grunderson says um <laughs> as long as long as i get to drop more mines on people i'm fine basically <laughs> uh akira says well the captain still owes me a date so it's fine we'll go dating in our trauma the sexiest of date locations <laughs> <laughs> okay i didn't know you're into that <laughs> i'm doing jokes what about you sigrid Mm, does anybody else have a gun I could have? Just like an extra gun for me? I can make you an arm that is a gun. Or an extra arm that's all guns. <laughs> Sold. And the best part of this, because Olivia's not going into the hive mind, she won't see that we did press the button on that box that we all deny that we, <laughs> we, that we pressed. I mean, it's maybe more important that she'll never know that Drag still <laughs> killed that one uh, Bionoid. Uh, hey, 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 oh, spo yeah. spoilers for the things I'm about to drop on people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. It's not like I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Um, all right, so the crew, all 12 members, Captain Melbeck, Drag, Sasha... Big Star, Subjectivist, Objectivist Inside the Body, Ragnar, Courage, Hafthor, Babish, Akira, Sigrid. I don't know if Sigrid will be permanent. We'll see how horny she is for y'all. <laughs> uh, gather around the body and I guess hold hands as Subjectivist finally stops isolating himself and becomes the elder brain he was always supposed to be. Which poor person gets stuck holding Big Star's gun arm. <laughs> I, want to I be just babish. think it's Sigrid because she wants to. I want to be Babish. Sigrid seductively. <laughs> like, after this, we're going to come out of the Mind Palace and she's going to be fist deep inside the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> this is all I've ever wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I would not have assumed Big Star was straight, honestly. <laughs> Big Star is a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> oh... None of you have ever lived through 10,000 years of dragon memories before. One assumes it's traumatic. Subjectivist tells you that Ceramorphosis can actually significantly lengthen the life of a host, so an illithid in a human body lives for uh, 125 years, as opposed to like the 80 or so humans get without modern medicine. Both numbers obviously raise a lot with science uh sun dragons live for tens of thousands of years so i'm the best mother <laughs> <laughs>
there's just there's so much going on in this brain there's just visions of childhood on the sun frolicking amongst the sun dragons and fire elementals there's travels through deep space visiting planets uh that you couldn't even fathom alien geometries of mind-bending origin that expose you to non-euclidean ways of viewing both flora and fauna beyond your wildest imagination uh you all see this in what feels like an eternity for your bodies standing around the dragon <laughs> it's only a moment but you're you're waiting through these things when they start colliding uh there's 12 of you in here in these memories and things begin getting chaotic sooner rather than later. So we're going to paint some scenes here. Let's see here. First up, <clears throat> Sasha. Yes. Describe your father. Overly critical? Mm-hmm. I meant physically. We'll get to the... Oh. Um. And also, yeah, that's exactly what I had in mind, too. I'm glad we're in the same place. Oh, yeah, you're going with the same same image I am. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. It's nice when your DM's known you since childhood. <laughs> uh, um, uh, well, I think it was one of the great horned owls is what I said. Mm-hmm. The, he big. The, yeah, the, the big, uh, bushy little ear things. Uh, he's a war hero. Uh, On the mantle, there's two crossed rapiers from his... Uh, exactly. There's pictures of him and his buddies. There's, he puts on his uniform and goes out drinking. His varsity fencing trophies. Yeah. That kind of, he's one of those. What do you mean you're dropping out of university, Sasha? Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, um, I just, it's not working. And I'm, I'm just so sad and I'm failing and I just don't think I need it. Sasha, you're very smart. I know you can do it. But... I'm doing it all by myself. No, you're not. You have me. You have your mother. We have a support network. Do you need money? Are you wasting it all on drugs? This just isn't what I want for my life. I know what you say you want for your life. You want to run around the galaxy looking for a magical butterfly. You're an adult now. It's not. You you never get it, Dad. It's not. It's not just that. That's just like the fun joke version. I want to go find things people have never found before. And you can do that with a chemistry degree. I hate chemistry. I fail it every year. You know this. It's like the one thing I'm bad at. You love chemistry. You're going to find. <laughs> I hate it. I'm not. I'm sorry. It's too late. It's done. I can't even look at you right now. You're gonna regret that when I'm in space and you never get to see me. That's a, that's a last thing to say to him before you leave. Yeah, I think Sasha regrets that. Drag snaps the neck of a bionoid <laughs> on the floor of a bar. That's knowledge we'll now have. And then you see the therapy session afterward where Dr. Adler says she feels like a failure and she's clearly distraught. And you know she's going to engage in some self-destructive behavior, which is going to lead to her being captured. And you guys don't know she impaled herself, but you saw she was wrapped in bandages and there was blood all over the floor. 
and you see Dreg in the therapy session say, get over it <clears throat> and not admit that it was him and that she didn't fail at all. Now, to be fair, I said accept. <laughs> now, Dreg, feel free to add to the scene. Every, you all are seeing this. All 12 of you are in this memory. And I, get, I feel like everyone slowly turns and looks at Dreg. Yeah, I'm going to cross my arm and go, well. It was necessary at the time. Did you think this was never going to come out? Ideally. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, now that you mention it. <laughs> Up until the point where we were going to be in a hive mind. But I think that shows your dedication to us that you would let this come out uh, even though you knew we were going to see it, so... We will get her back. Yeah, we're going to get Olivia back, and then we'll talk about it, and we'll be a good family. Yes, we will all harbor my guilt. Captain Melbeck? Yeah? I think you're uh, in bed under the sheets with Irene, the Vidalkin, the blue uh, kind of gym rat uh, fighter girl. Yeah. And she says, so it's like a, it's like a sex wall here with all the pictures. No, no, it's like a, it's like a friendship wall. Granted, I've had sex with like a reasonable percentage of people on the wall, but it's more about the friendships. I saw it when I came in and I was like, uh, this is either a serial killer thing or gifts are unique. I'm... I have no idea where my home is. I just rumble around space without anywhere really to settle. Knowing that there are people who I meant something to and who meant something to me, even if they're dotted around, it just makes me feel a little less alone with nowhere to go back to, I suppose. Aw, you just need a family? Yeah, it's the, it's the, the, the friendship family wall. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, I thought you might be a serial killer and I still got into bed with you, so <laughs> I don't know how that reflects on me. Here's, here's the thing, like, if I didn't sleep with anyone I thought might be a serial killer, like, I wouldn't have met <laughs> half the most <laughs> interesting the people. Sense. Oh no. <laughs> you're, you're lucky you got that booty, though. Oh, I do got that booty, though. But no, it's, it's <laughs> I, look, I don't know where to go back to, it's nice to know... Wherever it's nice to remember that wherever I roam in space, there's friendly faces around for me. Is this? Is this? She's like pointing at a picture. Is this hippo pink? Yeah, yeah, it's a pink hippo. Um, taught me draconic. They're pretty rad. Uh, I think they were ever a big drinking contest I won. I feel like there's more to them that I'm going to learn one of these days. <laughs> Akira leans over to you and's like, "You didn't have a better picture of me." <laughs> I like that one because it shows off your dimples, okay? <laughs> I just think the lighting could be better. Dimples! You had good dimples, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> Big star. <sighs> Alright. How'd you feel when you woke up with only one arm? The first thing he did was checked on Olivia. The first thing you did was try to check on Olivia. Why is that? <laughs> Someone meets you at the door. 
Hello there. Did you not find us hospitable, Minotaur? I have made a better choice for where I want to go in life. Dr. Sakana is free to leave at any time. She knows the price. She does not need your help. You are a poison in everything that you touch. A withering hellscape. And you will know only pain. Then I suggest you don't give me a reason to touch you. Oh, your fingers will burn before you touch the magnificence that is Big Star. And I want to just push straight past him. I really think we do not need to look at all of this. Uh, these are routine beatings. Nothing to see here. Uh, this is how the manual says... God damn, Ragnar! <laughs> this is how we are trained. It is, you're supposed to use the entire baton. You must not just... It's, it's a regulation. What's Babish's twisted dark memory? Uh, Babish is just 14 straight years of him dancing on top of a, a table with a lampshade on his head. Oh, I love Babish! <laughs> just pelvic thrusting. Every now and then accidentally inventing, like, <laughs> I don't know, a new way to dance on a table with a lampshade on your head. Mm-hmm. Just a new recipe for lampshade dancing. <laughs> I think you all see Courage is, is just the scene we've already witnessed with him on top of the Snallygaster holding hands with Dr. Adler. Aww. And the audience already knows what happens there, but it's the first time you've all seen this. And you're like, oh, damn, they in love for real, though. Aww. Aww. Courage, no wonder you were so mad. Why didn't you say something? <laughs> Embarrassed. No, it's cute. I love it. Uh, I think Half Thor is like, you guys just see like a ton of battle scenes and he's like, no, this one's really good. No, hold on. Come over and see this one. And you guys are like, like, no, we've seen like, it's just you shooting people. We don't need He's like, no, this one's really dope. And it's like, oh my God, he's lived his entire life just shooting people. <laughs> Do you feel bad about it? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, try feeling bad about it. Nah, didn't work. Did my best. Subjectivist is just a lot of sitting in a room, listening to System of a Down. I feel like yeah, he had a pretty good time. I I I kind of thought he was. I took I took him for a Smiths fan. Oh yeah, but... oh, he's got very taste. Oh no, does he like Morrissey? He doesn't. No, no. You could be a Smiths fan and not like Morrissey. Okay, that's what I need to know. Morrissey is a C. Morrissey's an asshole. New Order is better anyway. Morrissey rides a cock horse. The cure is better. Is this something you're yelling at subjectivists? <laughs> yes. Listen to the cure, you scrub. Okay. So subjectivist is just an emo teen. Objectivist is, uh, he is written as a villain. He's a vicious little bitey boy. But he's my sweet baby now. Um, And Sigrid's, all of Sigrid's scenes are NC-17. You don't want to know. No. Whoa. She's just... I don't know why she's so horny. Everyone, there are so many good responses to last week's episode of people just being like, the dragons are so horny. <laughs> but, but, like, they're the best horny, though. They're good horny. Uh, all right. So after the team confronts some of their issues, some of their memories, some of their threads, 
you get to Kajita's memories. Oh. Ha! Is that the Aboleth? No. Who's that? No, that's, that's, big... that's the, the things we're trying to bring back, I'm guessing. Is that the Maxwell? Yep. Uh-oh. Do you want to describe that to the audience? No, I hate it. It's all eyes and teeth. Uh, it's it's like an asteroid of writhing flesh and tentacles with a huge mouth surrounded by eyes and teeth. It's kind of like the Langoliers, but a little less <gasps> mouth. It is. Yeah, it's a, a slimy mm. slug the size of a mountain range. Uh, you've seen these on Pell 3, uh, but dead and kind of fossilized, but alive. You see now in Kajita's memory, uh, a primary Maxwell uh, flying over the planet Rygaria. It is unfathomably huge. One end of it is a sarlacc pit and the other end is uh, constantly belching poisonous gas and slime. And it is leaking uh, not only fluids, but smaller Maxwells, which rain down onto the cities below. Um, let's look at the secondary Maxwells. You'll remember from the hieroglyphs, there are three kinds. Uh-huh. The secondary Maxwells are the size of mechs. They are also a kind of <clears throat> slug texture, a slimy skin. Oh, I don't like them. Yeah, they have kind of, um... You say slug, I think a cute guy, not ugly. There are cute slugs. Maxwells are not cute. No, I hate them. These the secondaries are the size of like mechs. They have kind of bony protrusions out of their shoulders and elbows where their bodies don't fit quite right together. They don't have faces. They just kind of have holes in the, where the face should be. And they are just reaving through the cities, cutting down buildings, stomping on cars and people who are running and screaming. Uh, oh, I love them. The secondaries are themselves leaking in addition to poison gas and fluids. The tertiaries, which are human size. The tertiaries look like humanoid figures. I hate that too! Their arms are just blades. I bet Sigurd likes it. (laughs) From about the shoulders down, just huge chopping blades. And they, once again, they're human shaped and sized, but their skin is just slug. They don't have any clothes. They're just a slimy slug texture. No real faces. Um, And these things are skittering through the streets, hacking people to bits uh, as the entire planet goes up in flames. And Kajita sees this from space. Well. Well. Say hello to the Maxwells. What do you think about them? I hate them. The secondary ones are pretty dope. No, they're ugly and I hate them. I thought they were like just guys with cute little slug heads like in fucking Bojack Horseman. Like, can you stat one of those up in case I decide to play one at some point, Austin? Actually, the our audience in the Discord found Witchlight Marauders, the spelljammer creature that I basically hacked to make these, and found that one of them has 850 health, and they're like, uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. Kajita watches the destruction of Rygaria. It, it is dead and lifeless before he scours it clean, destroying all trace of their history to keep anyone from trying to recreate them, bring them back, revive them, uncover them, whatever the case may be. 
All that's left of them is the 13 primary bodies on Pell 3. Well, like, just hypothetically throwing it out there, if we only brought one back, no. they couldn't, like, create more. No. We- like, I'm not saying it's a good idea, but, like, they could... As- we- I love this. Now, please have this conversation in character. So the 12 of you are watching an entire planet <laughs> fall. And Malbec's like, well, what if just one? No. No. <laughs> this is one. It, so it took 13 of them to destroy a planet. They're, that's the, It's the same 13. The primaries fly away. They land on Pell 3. And then something happens. There's a big question mark. No one knows where the tertiaries are or the secondaries or why the primaries are inert all right well now we have a sun sun so we can ask mothman we got to acknowledge the elephant in the room here that's bigger than an elephant yeah um i don't like it yeah no agreed i want i could take down an elephant i i want i want to sort this elephant food problem but i'm sure there's another way Big Star yeah. could take down an elephant. Yeah, this 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 seems like a very world-ending kind of way to do it. This seems like maybe Well, you not... did say, what if we make just one? Yeah, well... I helped give birth to an elephant once. It was majestic. <laughs> oh, yeah! How convincible do we think we, this is going to be to, to tell Olivia, hey... Maybe we don't bring back a living one of these in full because, yeah, they're a lot. Well, she hates violence and death, and I feel like if we tell her just how much violence and death just one could create, that she would totally be on our side. The doctor has not been entirely convinced of herself in quite some time as well. If we can describe that we notice knowledge from Kajita himself, then she will relent. Yes. I want to read you the description here from uh, the Spelljammer material. Uh, this is like stuff you get from Kajita's memories. I'm just going to read this. This should be fun. Witch light marauders are terrors that can lay waste to an entire planet, leaving nothing but barren rock and briny seas. Marauders can digest animal and vegetable mat- matter, as well as metal and precious minerals. They often strip the land down to the bedrock before moving on. Marauders excrete a dark sludge that reeks of burning tar and supports no life. Their insatiable hunger can devour all life on a world. Marauders of all types live to consume anything they can and spawn more marauders. None of the species will coordinate or plan with each other, always hunting as individuals. They are barely intelligent enough to surmount obstacles in search of food and will not use any form of strategy or tactics. You guys know that you were inside of one. You know they literally don't have brains. Yeah. Okay. My question now is, does seeing these ourselves in Kashita's memories give us any additional insight into the situation with our little witch-like friend? I mean, I think that this experience with Kajita should give us a permanent plus one to all insight rolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because we're a hive mind too. But yeah, no, like you, you see what I'm asking? Like, do does this give us a better understanding of what's going on with the the little witch light? 
they appear very, very similar deliberately. You think like on first blush, you're like, oh, these are the same. And then you realize actually one is more innocent. Yeah, that's like a deliberate. Yeah. Okay. So this is witch light, but if huge and slightly more like bad, ill meaning. Another quote. They do not breathe, sleep, age, or take damage from environmental hazards. They are immune to poison, disease, and mind-affecting effects. Are you doing the Terminator? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, there's just a huge list of things they're not affected by. It's everything. So don't, yeah, we're going to figure something else out. Uh we're going to go save Olivia and we're going to stop this Maxwell thing, but not by burning her to the ground. That's a bad idea, Kajita. That's why you're in your brain now. <laughs> not only do we have to stop Olivia from bringing these back, but we have to make sure that no one else does it. Yeah. You also recall that Mothman said to save your friends and the galaxy and the galaxy and the cheerleader and the world. <laughs> Um, so you see the destruction of Rygaria caused by the Maxwells. Uh, destruction is not strong enough. You see the massacre of the Rygar. You then see Kajita cleanse the planet's surface to erase all evidence. And then you find yourself kind of wandering through Kajita's memories looking for uh, what you need to get to the sun. Um, if you had just killed Volhard, it would be easy because he would have just <laughs> told you. But this is... Yeah. Yeah. There was like, but then my son wouldn't have a body. Yeah, and subjectivists would have betrayed the team because you promised him a body and you wouldn't have delivered and he would have been furious. Yeah, so my son is loyal to me. My big son is loyal to me. My son is strong. Both sons are strong. That's something else we should talk about. Uh, Lauren's like, uh, Lauren sent me a message a while ago, like, objectivists better not betray me. And I, I was like, I was 100% expecting him to betray you at some point if you wouldn't have, if you weren't like, if you weren't communicative, like if he didn't feel appreciated, that's kind of what was being set up where he kept like, stop calling me a baby. <laughs> but you were like so nice that you did win him over. So well, cause it, I was like, well, I'm not actually a baby. I know you're a big boy. There's another version of this campaign though, where you either didn't spend time with him or you were disrespectful where he gets the sun dragon bo- body and pieces the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> but because Lauren is great. <laughs> he would die for you. He's ride or die for team Sasha. But it's just funny thinking about it. Courage was written as a villain. Objectivist was written as a villain. So things, choices, you know? Agency. So now we have the most powerful baby in the whole world. You are welcome. So I think it's time to roll for Mothman. Um, so investigation in the brain? Insight in the brain? <laughs> it's whatever I have the best bonus in. Perception <laughs> or history? The history of the world's biggest lamp. Okay, I'm going to roll history. I rolled a a crit. Fuck. (laughs) I crit. All right, so you search through Kajita's history with a crit, and you get absolutely everything. Um, Lovely. um, Lauren, why don't you describe uh, a a community on the sun of the sun dragons for me? I just like to imagine it's really hot, and there's, like, big, like, cities made out of whatever can live on some weird dragon clay or something, right? Like Pueblo style, but like big for dragons. Canonically, uh, they use, <laughs> sun dragons use their spit to fireproof stuff. That's so cute. 
<laughs> that's, a, that's something also i i didn't make this up this is a spell jammer thing people live on the sun it's just in another environment type just like a warm a lot of clay mm-hmm. like family oriented i like to think they're all buddies so you're, you're picturing like a little sun dragon village and they're all in their little like uh nice simple houses and they're on a, you know just loving each other and you see one of their neighbors is he Mothman? Boop. Oh, is he a pink moth? What do you What do you think Those about fuzzy that? Fuzzy pink moths. Oh. <laughs> what was that? Okay, noise? so they're these moths that are pink and yellow, and they're really fluffy, and I'm obsessed with them. Uh, it's this is called a rosy maple moth. Yeah, those guys. So there's a humanoid moth, pink and yellow, very cute, very fluffy. They're surprisingly like round. Um. Are you talking like Shin Megami Tensai Mothman? Well, of course. Is that what you're doing for me? Is that the gift you're giving me? Another moth walks up, uh, white, uh, very round. It's got uh, little antennas that kind of look like wings. Little combs. Yeah, like little combs. Yeah. Uh, there's just a community of moth people here <gasps> sharing sharing the sun with with dragons the, the sun dragons yeah they live here this is the natural habitat of the moth folk the sun <gasps> that makes so much sense i love it so much they all live on the big lamp <laughs> they do they love it um and you can see uh some of the moths have visitors from other planes you see um a fire genie which is called an ifrit Ooh. that comes to visit um, you see uh, various uh, wizards who have incantations placed on them. Uh, you see one Eladrin in particular. Mm-hmm. And something catches your eye about this Eladrin. Is it his earrings? No, it's not a Valamin. Oh. <laughs> Continuity nerd. I mean, fine. You know what? It is. <laughs> I thought you were trying to throw a bone. If you heard, if you heard yeah. Uh, everyone's favorite character. Let me roll a dice here. Which which Valamin is it? Yeah. Jub Jub. <laughs> Jub Jub Valamin. <laughs> this is only for a long time fans. It's uh Je- <laughs> Jeff Valamin. <laughs> and Eladrin shows up. And uh, it, they look like a ghost. Huh. There's an elf standing on the surface of the sun. They should be dead as hell. But they're grayish, grayed out almost. And um, s- like translucent, see-through. Are they like astral projecting? You're so, so, so close, but you crit. I'm just going to tell you, they're ethereal. Oh. Astral projection is as a, a, when you put your essence into the astral sea, which is another dimension mm-hmm. uh, between worlds. Ethereal is when you become ethereal, you go to the ethereal realm, which is mm-hmm. you're kind of still on the same plane, but you're like in a... a you're like under the skin of the plane. This the ethereal realm is where ghosts are. That's why you can see them, but you can't touch them because they're still on your plane. But they're in the ethereal realm between worlds. Uh, do we have to go to the ethereal like plane shit to be able to get to the sun? You know that if you're in the ethereal realm, you're still enough on this plane to interact with things. You can talk to people. You can walk around, but you aren't affected the same way a ghost isn't physically touchable. So you, if you become ethereal, you can walk on the surface of the sun. And is the knowledge on how to become ethereal in here? With a 20, I'm going to say, you know, Kajita knew the spell. Mm-hmm. You know, etherealness, which is a D&D spell, is something a level 13 wizard 
knows. That's how how strong you need to be. It's a very powerful spell. Okay. So we need to find a level 13 wizard. Well, we also have a very big boy here. We also have a very big boy and various other dragons. Hopefully our very big boy will be able to do it when he wakes up. Um, Objectivist has no spellcasting expertise. Uh, he has the memories, but it's going to take him years of practice to master the spells Kajita knows. Mm. So we need to find a wizard. So right now the party is like level seven. So if you all, well, none of you are wizards. So it would take a, a couple hundred years to reach level 13 wizard. Yeah. All right, let's get to it. Let's start killing those boars. Whew. Hope Olivia is not like too busy. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. <laughs> Hey, uh, Acura, do you know, are you a, do you happen to know and or are you a level 13 wizard? (laughs) What's a level? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It just popped into my head somehow by being inside this dragon brain. But do you know the spell ethereal? Who's a real good wizard? All dragons are natural spellcasters. It's in our blood, literally. That's why when we make half dragons, they're often sorcerers, even if the other species that dra- dragons are mixed with are not magical. Um, Kajita knew etherealness. We can see this from Obviously. his memories. Um, what about Volhard? That's fine. I'll drink him back under the table again, and then I'll drunkenly ask him to turn us ethereal for a bit. <laughs> Akira says, yeah, you probably could get him to turn us all ethereal, and we could go to the sun, but in exchange, he's going to probably want you to not stop him from you know, killing all this old military. Yeah. Well. All right. Subjectivist says, I think we've seen everything we need to see here. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh. Oh, oh, before we go, let me just show you the smooch no. slideshow. <laughs> no. There's some great faces in here. No, no. No, fine. Then we're going to look at Objectivist's baby album. <laughs> Cigarette says, I want to see the smooch album. Who wants to see the baby album? <laughs> Let me see the smooches. Who wants to see the baby album? Here he is driving a tiny car. How do I leave? Here he is riding smooches, a tiny boat. Uh, I put a hat on him in this one. How uh, do I leave? <laughs> <laughs> all right. And we all fade out. Do you want to fade out or do you want to sum up here real quick? Sun gun, sun sun. Yeah, we, we got a big sun sun child. He, he, he gave us lots of information, but he's not going to be able to do the spells for a bit. There's another dragon that could probably help us do the spells, but he's still a bit of a space racist. Uh, that's what I got. Uh, so you exit the hive mind for now. You disconnect. Um, Objectivus is now a sun dragon. Yeah! Uh, you see that his tentacles are starting to come in, but it's going to take a while. And he also feels very weak. He says, I cannot fly yet. I think I'm going to take a big nap. I'm going to pet him. Guess what? What? I'm a Snallygaster. Oh, fuck. He's a Snallygaster. Y'all! <gasps> I turned my baby boy into a Snallygaster. I'm so proud of him. He's literally going to grow face tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> Subjectivist says, So all we need to do now is convince the very powerful dragon wizard to make us into ghosts so we can walk on the surface of the sun to talk to a time-traveling moth 
who will help us save our scientist friend who is trying to bring back slugs that eat planets. Good season. And then we have to stop her from bringing back those slugs. If you'd, asked, if you'd said that to me this morning, I'd have said, sounds impossible, but we fought a dragon and didn't die today. So who knows? Who knows? Subjectivist says, also, I have one thing to add to that very long spiel. Uh-huh. So you know how we all just became one in the hive mind? Uh-huh. I, I'm not, I'm not so isolated anymore. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, have you lost your conduit power? I think I might be the conduit of brotherhood now. <gasps> ah, my boys! That is not good. That is bad for us being found. That is good for us convincing people to give us what we what we will want them to give us. But I also love it. We're gonna have to roll with this one, boys. Uh, we may need to destroy our ship. <laughs> <laughs> If you had to put one Nintendo character in your mouth, which would it be? Um. Wrong, Yoshi. So, <laughs> no, there's totally like this. Uh, I forget her name, but there's an Animal Crossing rhino who just looks. It's supposed to be like Strawberry Shortcake. Like what? She's got like whipped cream for a horn. Meringue. Yeah, meringue. Come on, her name's even food. Well, that's not even fair. She just looks edible. That's what I was saying. That's like saying the the vanilla ice cream Pokemon. I feel like you're just mad that I came up with a better answer than you. Okay, if you had to put one credit from March 2019 in your mouth, what would it be? A barking dog. That's the first credit. You can't just read the list. I have to do the music first. Well, maybe if you wouldn't hold me hostage in the credits. I'm not. They don't know about the the credits prison I've erected. They should just always assume I'm in credits jail. Okay, the music credits for March 2019 are Layton's Theme, Electro Swing, an arrangement of Layton's Theme, Professor Layton and the Curious Village by the Musical Ghost. Yeah, it is! She Sorry. loves Professor Layton. Where the Demon Sleeps, so an arrangement of Music Box from Silent Hill by Overclock Remix, and Spooky. Big Shell West Bristol, an arrangement of Can't Say Goodbye to Yesterday from Metal Gear Solid 2 by Overclock Remix. Wow, you sure know your music. <laughs> yep, reading, <laughs> reading a list is the same as knowing a lot about it. So that's what school taught me. Damn, uh, got him. Got him. Uh, executive producers. Hey, y'all. <laughs> uh, for March 2019 are a barking dog. A bozog blew my cover too. Brent is coming for you. Is that supposed to be read like a nursery rhyme? Uh, it's clearly like a sequel movie. Like A bozog blew my cover too. Colon. Brent, Brent is, is coming for, for you. you. Also, you spelled coming weird, but not in like a sexy way. <laughs> calming. Calming. We can't just like dunk on our fans. 
<laughs> I don't think, I think they come here for us to junk junk. Yeah, they come here for us to junk on them. <laughs> Stop it. I'm gonna junk all over you. Abigail Grace! Abeleth versus Pangolin. Pangolin, Pangolin you, wins. Did you see the Pangolin video where he's like ripping that wall apart? No, but I am already proud of him. Very strong. Uh Aftershock conduit of AOC twenty twenty four. Will she even be old enough to run in twenty twenty four? That's a good question. How old is she? She's like twenty seven. She... Oh good, she's not younger than me. She has to you have to be thirty five to run. Maybe it's just for Congress. Anyway, Aki Savalinen. Albert West. Aaliyah. Alex Vepra. Alice in the Purple. <gasps> An otter making cute gurgling noises as it eats. Can you recreate that for us? Uh, it's not like... No. You, kind of, though. Yeah, it's really good. Andrew Birmingham. Andrew Feggie. Conduit of needing to give phonetic spelling itself. Joke's on you, Andrew. I'm dumb. <laughs> Joke's on you. We needed it. Andrew Grothen. Andy Harkins. Anime Jesus. Anna. Anna. Conduit of procrastination. Which one's your cat? Both. Okay. She's so she supportive. Anthony, patron of Dora. A.R. McKitty. Arachnovolt, conduit of Oscar-winning animated films and credit justice. These credits need justice. Arja Limite. Arjun de Koenig. Ashley. No, just Ashley. August Rue. Austin Shamrocksky. <laughs> Austin the Possum Refugee. I'm more of a possum than I am Irish, just for the record. That's true, you're not very Irish. Not at all, Ukrainian. Austin Yorsky, conduit of good boy itself. I try. Austin's favorite lasagna. It never occurred to me I could have a favorite lasagna. Are there different flavors? I just feel like it's like lasagna itself. Like the perfect lasagna. Oh, they're all perfect. Like all dogs are good dogs. All lasagna is good lasagna. Austin, Penelope the cat, your queen, demands you give Lauren hugs. <laughs> okay, I do not acknowledge Penelope the cat as my regent, but I will hug. Thanks. Awesome, Yorski. Aw, they love you. Conduit of funk. Yeah, there's an alphabetical, so all the Austin jokes were together. It's not. I'm not that popular. It just seems like it when you put them in that order. Bow right, bitch. You can't just yell at me. Beef Swellington. <laughs> That's a really good name. We should acknowledge me. Beef Swellington for a minute. Uh-huh. A.K.A. Big Star. Beef Swellington, A.K.A. Big Star. Yes. Uh, BJ, conduit of miniature giant space hamsters. So hamsters. Mm-hmm. B-Ray Echo. Birth is a curse. Existence is a prison. Yo. Brady Con would have failed murder. Just can't get it right. Brendan Williams. Brent, the guy who makes them say their really long names in the credits. Yeah, there's some competition for that. Yeah. Brett, conduit of please more weasel, please. Agreed. I'm going to try to shoehorn a weasel into every one shot. Uh, Callum, hey. Please keep being excellent. Turner. Thank you, Callum. You're not my real dad. Cameron Abbas. Candace, listen to Dice Funk, Starling. I, I do, do listen. <laughs> Carter Rayner. Charlie, perpetually tired gay chocolate. <laughs> Same. Chris, still bad at meme names, Walling. Oh, he tried. Christopher Charlow. Cody Jackson. Coho Bast. Condiment of cucumber itself. Conduit of flirting with Austin through credits. Do not. <laughs> do it. It makes him so uncomfortable. Do it. Here, here, let me bring you into my mind prison for a moment. Imagine going to your friends and family and saying, this is my boyfriend. He's a podcaster. Did you feel that deep shame inside yourself? <laughs> Hopefully I've dissuaded you. Well, I'm still a catch. 
(laughs) (laughs) That was a good joke. Kareem thinks that Smash Fiction is an excellent, excellent podcast. Please listen to it. Ooh, got an advertisement here. Oh, pay me a bit. Wait, that's how they got there. (laughs) Correct. Conduit of empty carbs. Uh, Is lasagna empty carbs? Probably. Counterfifth. Sierra Saldana, prophet of R and Jesus. Dawn is giving you a hug. Dawn and Frost. Delilah Coffin, your lord and savior. So wait, someone's said I'm there. Someone's elected themselves my queen and someone's elected themselves my, our lord and savior. I, I guess that's how you get those jobs now. I can't dispute it. I don't know enough about law. It's almost like nobody. <laughs> I'm sorry. I read ahead. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what have you done? I didn't mean to. I just looked at my phone. <laughs> What'd you do? I said some of the names. Say the next one. Dennis Bankston. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Devin, Conduit of Evolution. Dylan L. Donnie, Conduit of Atomy Element. Dorian, Conduit of Devotion. Dr. Tao. Dr. Goatman. Dr. Oh, fuck. Dr. <laughs> Izix? Uh-huh, oh, no Dragon man. in the Server Room. Oh, you get to read the good one. Dylan and Rilla and the Dog, listening on a lazy Sunday morning, also doing D? <laughs> I don't know if they ran out of space. <laughs> what's D? Uh, maybe they ran out of space, or maybe D is an exciting new drug for the makers of E. Uh, please, Austin, I need you to read the next name for me. Eat a Booty Gang, LLC. <laughs> I love it. They're going to they're gonna merge with uh, Dagger Milk Incorporated. Oh, yeah, that's a thing now. I'm hilarious. <laughs> Ebrand, warlord of the Opossum Kingdom. No wonder there's refugees. We've cracked that mystery. Einhar Johansson. Ikorin. Elderbrain, conduit of gooey... Goo, chew, chewing, banana, lama, lama, jamma. <laughs> Fuck. Elderly goose, conduit of failed attempts, but continuing regardless. Same. <laughs> Jesus. Eleanor Nantesi's Periton. Aline! But she changed it. Normally we just say that because we're excited about Aline, but that. Not- yeah, she knew. Emma, moose isn't a dog, bird, or moose. Oh, well, the d- Emma, <gasps> it's that you can't. Mm. Emma, is moose a cat? Uh, uh, I almost said horcheg, but nobody else knows that word but me. Horcheg is a fun word for hedgehog, people. Look it up. Don't look it up. I made it up. <laughs> There's nothing to look up. There's nothing to look up, but look at hedgehogs. They're great. Every every month, Emma's going to expand the list of things that moose isn't. Oh, I'm very excited to find out what moose is, though. Mm-hmm. Andigo Vendane. Erwan Lelagadek. Extellaris. Florian H. Francois V. Frank Sands. Grimlock. Graining Isaac, Conduit of Guilt. Guinevere Cummings. Guys, this has been a great season. Isaac, Conduit of Gavel, Gavel, Gavel. Thank you, Isaac. Good season. Good season. Harley Astor. You okay? (laughs) You read ahead again, I I can tell. I'm a bad bean. Harrison Andrew. (laughs) Hedron Master. Him's penis broke too, genital (laughs) boo-boo. It did break. Actually, this is genteel. Gential? That's not a word. <laughs> you know it meant genital boo. I know what Come it on. Meant. <laughs> How do I make friends? Regards, conduit of social faux pas. Listen, if you don't break your penis, you're ahead of that person. That's true. Hunter Howland. Same Hunter. <laughs> I swear, I'll get York in one with Ford's <laughs> Nate right eventually. Sorry, I cannot live up to that. I will never get it right. Listen, we record this once a month. Not a good excuse. We just no, were bad. We're bad. We're bad beans. Ian Morgan. Ingmar Gremmen. 
Ink the Chondra, Conduit of Ooze, join me in the breeding pool. No! A breeding pool is a shock land from Ravnica. It's the Simic shock land. Oh, it sounds bad. It's it's good if you need green and blue mana. Nerds! Isaac, Conduit of Fist Shark Marketing. Oh no, does that mean you're dead? Oh, damn. <laughs> the show is dead. Ivolition. Evolution, like someone from Evolution, the country from Final Fantasy Tactics, maybe. Okay, fine. Maybe Lauren doesn't know about stuff. Or it could be Evolution, and that's just their name. <laughs> I'm probably wrong, but it's fine. Jade Jenkins, jolly good. I think that's Jade's uh, weasel-themed name for the month. Is that a weasel? That's you didn't listen to the one shot. That's the name of the weasel from Shard Point. I have no attention span. Okay, can't you tell by how long this credits has been going on? That's true. James Neely. Jamie, new generation. <gasps> it's a new Jamie for a new year. <laughs> new year, new Jamie. Janiac, conduit of touching the butt to defy the butt police. Now there's a butt worn out for you. Are you happy, Janiac? A bolo. Butt on the lookout. I don't know. <laughs> All butts bulletin. All butts bulletin. There we go. Okay. Jared, Golgari, Lich, little bro. So Jared is the little brother of Gerard, the former leader of the Golgari Guild. Is that what's happening in this one? Tell us later. Okay. <laughs> Jasper doing it Gibbler style or Gibbler. That's, that's from Full House. No, never watched Full House. Jesus. <laughs> I, although I somehow was managed to pull Dave Coulier's name out of my ass, but, you know. Well, he's famous. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lauren's big timing David Coulier. He's a nerd. <laughs> Jay Logan, conduit of queerness itself. Uh, Jayish Wizard, the Wizard of Jay. Jealous Goddess Cosplay. Jeff Clark. Jen. Jermaine D. Walls. Joanna the Wrench Witch. John Carey, not that one. John Potts. John Barnett. <laughs> Jonathan Colton and Justin Timberlake must be recorded 1st of May at Joko T. <laughs> Joko of- JT 1st of May. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's trying to, social media, trying to get the thing to happen. Joseph Tombrello. Josie, conduit of complicated magic systems. Is that a subtweet? Are you subtweeting me? It's not that complicated. G-Man, Jack, and Coke. Julian Phillips. Just imagine a- No, a sad owl. They did that to us last month, too. A happy owl. Much better. Yeah, just the jester. Justin, conduit of good boy itself. Kato Crit, conduit of deception. What are you up to, Kato? Critton. Caster UK. Kate, conduit of instant regret. Keller Automat. Ken, conduit of finally writing this goddamn PhD dissertation. Doing better than me, Ken. Kevin Dobbins. Killer Cotton Shiznow. Kinaku fan. Kitty Foe. Not thing. Karita I don't Park know why that Horn. made me laugh. <laughs> what? Nothing. Are you being weird? No. Karita Prime. Damn it, Austin. Other Patreon creators have to read my dumb name, too. <laughs> I'm sure it's really interesting for them. They're like, what's this? What's this all about? What's this Austin person? It's like a fun scavenger hunt. Why is everyone beholden to this Austin? I bet somebody has to look at the fucking data and see how many times the word conduit suddenly appeared and they're really weirded out. And they're like, what the fuck? What what kind of electrician motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, the most popular electricity podcast. Christina, conduit of post-scarcity Bozog space communism itself. Let me tell you. Ideal. This is canon. The Bozogs are doing great. I would hope so. What kind of monster would have them be doing bad? They're killing it out there. Kyle Badsvik. Lana Seawolf, Lady of Bones. Levy the Goblin Dude. Goblin. Lindsay Buckingham. What? Goblins. I love goblins. 
Goblins. Lindsay Buckingham. Lorne. March comes in like a lion and goes out like a bozog. <laughs> Kate's. So loud. Ah! <laughs> that was so cute. Loki, Loki. Luke Powers. M. Joe, or is it M. Joe? <laughs> <laughs> okay, stop objectifying Joe. The Cult of Gorfanax. Master Necromancer Extraordinaire, Kiefer Lowe. Matt Lakeets, Conduit of Steve Dave 2.0 2020. Yeah, you know what? I'd vote for him. Matthew B. Hare. Matthew Schultz. Maxim- <laughs> Maximum side boob. I didn't read ahead. <laughs> <laughs> they got you. Mm-hmm. Majin. Melbent. Melissa Nielsen. Mel Tyke. Punduit. Fuck. Punduit of bad jokes. They got you again. Jesus. Michael Groman. Groman? Michael Hall. Michael Minkler. Conduit of. Ah! (laughs) Ah! There's a lot more A's there. Midlife Stasis. Miko from Finland. Miles Funk, the Dice Punk, and Rose. Oh, wow. Rose is such an afterthought. (laughs) <laughs> I thought it was Morgan like rap. I thought it was like a and meowth. That's right. Oh, yeah, Morgan rap. Mister Willie Phoenix, Stephen Lesbian Seagull, Pooh Bear Shaker. There's just a collection of words. They're just making me say say stuff now. My Valentine is postmodern artist Cy Twombly. I don't know who that is, but I love to say Twombly. Mm-hmm. It's a famous court case too. Oh, really? I'm gonna do some googling. Nathaniel Homan. Nicholas Dominic. Nicole Woodruff. Nina Person. <laughs> I think it's just person. <laughs> but if you say like a snake, it's more fun. Okay. Notorious unemployed. Conduit of lugubrious itself. Good luck, Notorious. <gasps> no. Oi, Austin. <laughs> when I eat that ass, should I use a fork and knife? Is eat that ass like a thing I say that much? I mean, <laughs> everyone acts like it's a thing I say constantly. I feel like you say it enough that okay. people notice <laughs> uh it's either pal pale rabjurg pale 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 paye paye rabjurg oh yeah that yeah paul mullen no we're not <laughs> pixel fool pruitt holcomb puck conduit of high key crushing on austin let's go back let's once again explore the moment when you've gestured towards me and say, yeah, he podcasts for a living. And then look back at your parents and see their faces. Rain Raven. <laughs> Ra- random. 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 <laughs> Conduit of would you like a hug? Yeah, obviously. Have you heard this recording? I think we're doing good, but whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. Resumi Yazura. Richard G. Coles. Robert Dakin. Robert E. Calf Baker. Condoning putting hats on cats. Dude, keep up the fucking good work. Braver than the troops. S. Kearney, officially a nerdy person. Salad child. Salubrious Tim, conduit of safe for work, Sasha-based fan fiction. Thank you for not being horny in the credits. <laughs> so it's just Sasha going to the mall. Sasha going. Getting boba tea. I don't know. I do love Boba Tea. Getting her nails I'm did. I about Boba Tea. <gasps> Talon paint. Sam Zdenowitz. Schmendrick the Magician. Last of the Red Hot Swamis, which we totally got fucking called out for not knowing. It was the last unicorn reference. Yeah, which I have not seen. I haven't seen it since I like, was a kid, so. Sean Lyons Burke. Sean the host of Funk Dunk Plays. Simmons, conduit of being correct on the first try. That's because we had no options. <laughs> Simmons. It's Simmons or what else? Think about it. Shane Sedgwick. Shane Ware, conduit of kink shame, but kink, kink same. same. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a mood. <laughs> Shocking Link, Yeater of Worlds. Now that's the villain for next season. Spoilers. Oh no, the future. <laughs> Foolish heroes, I will yeet all worlds. <laughs> Sir Octopus. Conduit of chivalrous cephalopods. <laughs> Socialism is party cohesion plus Soviet power. I don't know if that's going to fit on my bumper sticker. But you can make any bumper skip. Bumper skipper. <laughs> we have just mouth poisoning. <laughs> mouth bad today. Squid cap, the conduit of skitch.bandcamp.com itself. Imagine if your superpower is only going to one URL. That's like not even right. <laughs> well, that one's probably right. But whatever we say, it's not right. Stefan Latour. Stefan Latour. Stefan. 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 Sydney Marsing. Sydney Marsing. <laughs> There, conduit of feeling bloated from eating too much bread. Ben, there. The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. The Hansels. The murderous penguin who secretly lives in your sock drawer. I call him Walnut. Pablo. You call everything Pablo. No, okay, you just say that every time. Because <laughs> you do it every pug. time. No, I name my little penguin Pablo, and then there's also a pug that I enjoy named Pablo. And there's a thing in next season that's named Pablo, isn't there? That's Gustav. Oh, that's a fun spoiler for everyone. Yeah, but they're not going to know. The precursor. They don't know what I'm up to. The Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Marietta, Georgia. Tim Lutton. Tito Golden Tickets to Heaven Watts. Toby Gleason Stack. Toshiro Kuro, editor of Attack on Dice. Trace Marzing. Transient Passerby. Trevor S., conduit of car flipping itself. That does not sound safe. It sounds cool, though. Yeah, to send dope. Shaynus, Shard Points Professor of Astral Physics. I think Skitch writes all these down for world building. So if you want to, if you want to claim a class, get in here, everyone. Vigar Arnston. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My brain just stopped working for a minute. Victoria Melito. Oh shit, Vinny, conduit of sleepy bitch disease. I got you, Vinny. Vizzy Huggles, keep up the great work, y'all. Wait, this name appears on everything I patronize. Uh huh. Water. Whoa. Conduit of electricity and fish. Wait. Does your brain just explode? My brain just exploded. Because there's fish in there, and also it conducts electricity. It do be like that. Zephosaurus. Yam. <laughs> She's just going to do the rest of them. Zach Crenshaw. Uh-huh. Z, 2, 3, 6, 1, 9, or 23619. Who cares? I care. I'm sorry, <laughs> Z. Conduit of ambiguous number sequences. At least Z knows what's up. All right, I guess we're done with the credits. Let me check our timer. Let's see if we got that in a tight 10 minutes. Ah! I mean, it's better than like the what, the hour we did last time. <gasps> All right, so everyone on the show needs to be supported. You can find Chris at Weekly Manga Recap, patreon.com slash... Rollo T. Patreon.com slash Weekly Manga Recap. Uh, Laura, Laura K. Buzz, everywhere. Kotaku.co.uk. Also there. Uh, Conrad does a lot of stuff. He's a very fancy boy. Boston's favorite son, his new podcast. And of course. At Comrade Zimmerman on Twitter. You can find Lauren at Rargolicious, which no one knows how to spell. Don't try. Uh, but if you look up Dice Funk, you'll find me. I'm around. I'm at Austin Yorsky, patreon.com slash Austin Yorsky. That's how you get into the credits we just read. It's quite a list. It's all the cool people are doing but it. Do you want to be in the credits we just read? Every month we wake up, with sharpen our knives, get ready to butcher some names. I almost started doing the psycho music. 
We forgot about Skitch. Skitch.bandcamp.com slash Skitch. Just Skitch.bandcamp slash Skitch.camp.band.com.org.edu slash Skitch.gov.net. Uh, you should find the podcast and you should like it and you should rate it. You should give it five stars. You should comment. You should tell your friends. Tell your dog. Tell your friend's dog. Tell your dog's friends. But only leave comments if they're nice, please. I'm very fragile. <laughs> what else? Anything else? Uh, pet all the dogs. Fuck capitalism. Brush your teeth. Go to bed. I'm your mom now, everyone.